On today's The Earth is a Ball, I'm going to be joined by my good friend Cade Hunter, who just finished up his freshman year at Virginia Tech playing on the baseball team down there. And he's going to talk about his experience and how everything unfolded with the coronavirus and what his summer plans were going to be going to play in the Cape Cod League and things of that nature. And then we're going to change things up a little bit. I'm going to take over a little solo segment or two later in the episode. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But right now, let's get to that interview with Cade Hunter. Now joining the Earth is a Ball podcast is Cade Hunter, who got drafted in the 35th round by the Colorado Rockies in the 2019 MLB draft. And instead of going the pro route, he decided to take his talents to Virginia Tech, where he played a shortened season, we'll say, before coming back home because of COVID-19 and everything like that. So, Cade, welcome on. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Rick. Now, Cade, in your college debut against UNC Greensboro, you went three for four with a double, a home run, and three RBIs. Were there any jitters in your first game for the Hokies? I mean, there's got. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a. Uh, we played uh, San Diego State the the previous day, and I was nervous before. You know, I was even put in the lineup. You know, I mean, all the work that we put in in the off season to to get to that point. Um, there's jitters for everyone, and then the next day when you know my number was called, I was I was freaking out. I was more nervous more for the the catching part of it, um, because I didn't want my nervousness to you know uh, rub off on our on our pitcher. Um, so once I got like in a groove behind the plate, the first couple innings, I, I felt more comfortable at the plate because I was less nervous about hitting than I was you know catching. So I mean nothing more than just the normal you know butterflies. Now. Like, what was your timeline like and how you found out baseball was shutting down and spring sports were canceled for the rest of the year? Um, we actually didn't know much about it at all. Like, everyone was always joking around about it. Like, it would always go on social media, someone making fun of it. And then one day we were supposed to uh, – we were preparing for our uh, weekend series Miami. They were coming to, coming to us, and we were hearing all the stuff on the news, and our coaches brought us in, and they were like um, – we don't necessarily know what to do right now. Everything's like on. And then they brought us back in and they're like, okay, we're canceling uh, or they're suspending the season for now just to get everything uh, sorted, sorted out. So Miami canceled their trip down to us and we, we were like, uh, damn, like what, what's going on? So they told us that we were scrimmaging the following day instead of uh, – playing like we were gonna have practice we were all like wait what like why would we why can't we play but we can have practice we're like what, what's going on and then we all went home like back to well, I went back to the dorm and we me and my roommates were just chilling on the couch and they sent us a message that was like look we advise everyone to go home we don't uh the season's getting canceled this is what this is what we got to do uh your lockers need to be cleaned out if you're not you know staying here don't live here and we were all like Damn, like that hit us like like a wrecking ball because we were ready to like think about it. We were ready about in about less than 24 hours, we were going to face off against one of the best teams in the country. And now we're heading home. Like it was, it was, we didn't know what to think. So, uh, yeah, that, that's how, that's how it went down for us. So what has it been like in terms of training now? Because, you know, you spent the whole off season getting ready to play baseball and baseball shape in the off season is a little bit different than when you're actually playing. So, 
have you tried to sustain like playing shape in your time off or have you just given your body a, a complete rest that it deserves? Um, I've actually been kind of treating it like a second off season. I mean, when we first got sent back, I was, I was training to, you know, go off and play summer ball. But um, then when that got canceled, we were like, I was like, okay, um, I'm still playing summer ball somewhere else, but not nearly as at as high of a level. But I've been just trying to treat it like a normal, like I'm trying to get, you know, even better than I was going into this season, treating it like I'm just preparing for the next season. So I've been putting on weight. Like I've I've gone up at least five, seven pounds since since we've been back. And that I know like that I'd be going in the opposite direction if we were still playing, you know, playing weight, you go down a lot in season. So I've been kind of treating this as kind of like kind of like a, a chance for me to, to, to add on the strength that I wouldn't have been able to add on during the time we were playing. Now, at Virginia Tech, you're studying human nutrition, food, and exercises. Is there anything you've learned so far that you've incorporated into your life and how you train? Well, I've actually switched my major since then. Um, I'm now in human development, which is still kind of like the same thing, but just uh, a different kind of setup that was better for me. But um, I actually took a class this semester that was called human nutrition, uh, foods and exercise. And that kind of opened my eyes because we did this, uh, our final project was we had to, uh, you know, write down all the stuff or, and log all the food we ate for three days. And I did this when we were still at the dorm. So I realized that I ate like absolute garbage because all we had to eat was our, either the meals that we were given at, at the clubhouse or the dorms or the, the food halls. And, you know, the food halls have great food, but it's not necessarily going to fill, you know, your my plate that I learned a lot about. So taking that into here, I've been trying to, you know, incorporate, you know, better nutrition. That's probably why I've been putting on so much good weight is because I've been just eating, you know, chicken. I've been up in my vegetables and fruit. I've been eating the same breakfast every day. Like I've been really focusing on that because I've been looking at my, my sheet and like all these vitamins and minerals or whatever, like stuff that I didn't even think about before. Like I'm not getting any of them, like by eating the, the, the pasta at, at the food hall. So, I mean, that that's also kind of where, I mean, I brought a positive out of this whole thing is, you know, um, being able to, you know, sustain myself throughout the day, whether than, you know, to eat junk and then ended up crashing, you know? So I'm definitely going to bring this stuff that I'm learning here to my, apartment next year um because i won't be in the dorm so thank god i'll be able to have some more options you know is there anything else you've picked up like any hobbies or anything since you've been in quarantine uh i've actually picked up my guitar again i used to play when i was little and now i'm actually you know, really diving into it um more than just you know playing like some simple like i don't know hot crust buns um but yeah that's that's been keeping me busy now, you alluded to this a little bit earlier, that you were going to play baseball over the summer in the Cape Cod League. And, mm -hmm. you know, you've been going to the Cape for quite some time because when your dad was working with the Mets, he had to go up there and scout, and even mm -hmm. sometimes with the Mariners. So it almost turned into a yearly vacation for the Hunters. So what are some of your favorite memories from watching baseball on the Cape? Um, the thing is about the Cape is just the, the atmosphere that, that, you, uh, that you play in. Just the, growing up, I always, like, like, baseball's always been fun. I love the game, but I love even more just, you know, 
the crowds, the, the, the music, what they do in between innings. Um, Cause growing up there, I'd, I'd, the, the walk-up songs, I like, I love that. Like that's one of my favorite things about playing at such a high level and stuff like that. And all the fans and host families, like they go to every game. And that's just something that I was really looking forward to besides, you know, playing and competing at such a high level against, you know, all the best players in the country. But just, I was really looking forward to, to that, to that, that atmosphere with the crowd. Now, you were set to play for the YD Red Sox. What did it mean for you to be added to a roster, like to play over the summer? Because, you know, you, you were looking forward to the atmosphere and you know what it's been like to, to experience it from a fan side. So what did it mean to actually be a player going this summer to play baseball? It's actually, I mean, as corny as it sounds, it's kind of surreal because I grew up looking to those guys and I'd be looking at them. I'm like, that's a big dude. And that's a really hard fastball to hit like you'd be looking up at the miles per hour on the board and it's like 96 97 I'm like damn how's they how do they do that and now to be on this side of it knowing that you know I'm capable of doing it and they want me there to to compete against that it's just kind of you know it just kind of shows like you know how you know hard work and and you know doing what's right for you really really can pay off and it's just it's just been a great great experience now, you mentioned that the hard work is what gets you there. And you have one of the best work ethics I've seen because you're constantly hitting in the cage, getting extra extra cuts in and things like that. So where do you get your work ethic from? And what motivates you every day to step back out onto the diamond? So, I mean, my dad has a, has a story within himself on, on what, he, uh, what he did when he was younger. I think it was kind of him. He definitely, you know, instilled it on me because he never forced me to, you know, pick up a bat and 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 throw a ball. So it kind of he kind of let me figure out like what I like to do, and and with that I kind of grew a love for the game. So he kind of instilled that whole you don't have to do this. You only have to do this if you want to, and if you want to, you you you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna work hard at it and get better. And uh, the thing about it is like everyone's like yeah, you take all these, all these swings, but like, that's, I just love doing it. You know, I don't look at it necessarily as work. I look at it as, as fun, as entertainment. So, I mean, it's kind of a, a win-win, I mean, from my eyes. So for you, it's never really been about like, you haven't seen baseball as almost like a burden or something you're pressured to do. It's more of like a fun activity no, for you. Never. Yeah. So even going back to when you were like 12 years old, you're still having that same enjoyment now that, you did back then exactly yeah almost nine years ago it seems like an eternity but you were actually on a c team for the the township baseball league have you ever yeah. taken a step back and reflected on how you've gotten to the point where you are now about to go off and play in the cape cod league playing division one baseball and scholarship like considering where you were almost nine years ago like have you ever reflected back on where you've been to where you are now um definitely I, I definitely have, you know, it's definitely crossed my mind. But um, I think that's all part of it, too, because I don't know, you were on that that team as well. Your dad, you're at, your dad was actually our, our coach, and we didn't win a single game the whole season. We went 0-21 in seven tournaments. And the thing about it is that was probably one of the most fun and enjoyable teams I've ever been on because it wasn't all about the, the winning. It was about, you know, learning and, and having a good time, you know. Because we were about to, 
think we were about the 12. So we were still on the little field, you know, before it got, you know, even more serious on the big field. So taking a step back and looking at, at, at that season and still having that same, you know, view on things as it is now, you know, where winning matters and, you know, people's jobs are at stake if you don't win. Is, I mean, you kind of do have to take a step back and look at not only the difference between those two, but how how you, you know, uh, go about uh, participating in that, in that kind, of, kind of aspect, you know? So even with winning being at the forefront now, especially at the Division One level, how do you still stay loose in certain situations and keep the fun in baseball? So the whole idea of competing, like that's all we want to do. Like we want the we want an opponent that's better than us. We want um, someone who's who's uh, relying on us to win because that's that's what we're all trained to do. I mean, the whole fall scrimmages, like it's all competing all the time. Um, to keep it fun, in in my eyes, you just gotta you gotta take everything like with a grain of salt. You can't really control necessarily how you do, but you can control what you do to prepare for it and what you, and uh, how you react to how uh, the outcomes turn out. So I think just having, you know, a level head through like the most easy scenario to the most, you know, uh, stressful and, and, and deeming scenario, you got to have, you know, the same kind of mindset. I think that's really what, what the main thing is about having fun is, you know, trusting yourself and, and believing that you have the capability to, to perform. You talked about playing in the Cape Cod League, hearing the walk-up songs, and this might be the most frequently asked question to baseball players, especially as they're growing up. But you're almost at the point now where you're, you have to pick a walk-up song when you're getting ready to dig in at the box. So what would your walk-up song be? So my, uh, we actually, I got walk-up songs for the first time, besides, you know, like senior night on, in, the, in high school. My, I got to pick a walk-up song, like steady for the first time this past summer last year summer ball when I played in the the Cal Ripken league so I picked uh what's the difference which is kind of like this mean like Dr. Dre song that makes you you know think you're tough while you're walking up to the to the box and then I match that with since we got to pick two I picked Mr. Boombastic so that's what I used for my first two uh walk-up songs and uh, for this season, I, I stuck, stuck with the tough Dr. Dre song to fool people that, you know, that I'm actually tough. And then I just looked up on uh, Apple Music. I looked up my last name and uh, a Galantis song came up called Hunter. And it's like, like the first couple like lines in there, it's like, I'm the hunter, hunter. Like it says all this stuff. I'm like, oh, that's my last name. Let's pick that one. So it was kind of just like a joke. That's why I typically try to do is pick a serious one and then kind of one that, um, you know, light, lightens the mood a little bit just in case the first that bad didn't go as well. Well, Cade, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of The Earth is a Ball, and hopefully we see you back on the diamond sooner than later. Yeah, let's hope. Now, we have a little more time on this episode of The Earth is a Ball, so I'm going to introduce a couple new segments. So we're going to start off hype train of the week which is the most exciting moment from the world of sports this past weekend for me my hype train of the week is going to be spencer torkelson going number one overall in the mlb draft 
on Wednesday night. Drafted as a third baseman, but the pride of ASU baseball, going number one overall. And, you know, he was primarily a first baseman in college, didn't play a lot of the hot corner, but, you know, Carl Ravage asked Spencer Torkelson, you know, was it a surprise to him? And he said he wasn't really surprised by it. And this was the quote that I really keyed in on, and I think every young baseball player should have in the back of their mind when they step on the diamond, no matter what age they are. Torkelson said, I pride myself as a baseball player, and a baseball player isn't stuck at one position. And he said when he was five years old, you know, you were playing third base, first base, shortstop, outfield, catcher, all these different positions. So don't limit yourself to one position. Really be an all-around athlete on the diamond. So that was the hype train of the week. Now I'm going to try something that kind of challenges myself and hopefully is very informational for everybody. It's going to be around the world of sports in five minutes or less. So I'm going to try and cover as many different topics across numerous sports in five minutes. This is the first time I'm trying it, so let's just see how it goes. I'm going to grab my phone, cue up a timer for five minutes, and here we go. So the NBA is coming back July 31st. I think I speak on behalf of a lot of people when I say I'm very excited for this because I need basketball back in my life. Live basketball, that is. And I really, really hope they stay with this timeline starting the season on July 31st and then bumping back the start of the new season to December 1st, I think is the tentative date right now. And the short and off season isn't going to be that bad for fans because I don't think there's going to be nearly as much pandemonium as last year's offseason with the free agency and trades like Anthony Davis, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. You don't have that many big name free agents this offseason. So the shortened the shortened period isn't going to be that bad for fans. And right now, August 3rd is the tentative date for college players to return to school. And that would be a great, you know, birthday gift if for, for me, if some players decided to come back to a certain school by August 3rd, my birthday's August 4th, just so everybody knows. And that kind of shifts me to the college world now, college basketball. Oklahoma State has a postseason ban for this upcoming year, along with a bunch of other penalties given to, the, given to them by the NCAA because associate head coach Lamont Evans accepted bribes. Now the Cowboys, they were bound to make some noise after signing number two ranked senior Kate Cunningham. And I'm not sure if he's going to leave or go somewhere else like the G League because apparently there were there was a lucrative offer on the table for Cunningham. Maybe go team up with Deshaun Nix and, and Jalen Green, a couple big-name high school players going professional rather than college. And it could be something we start to see in the coming years, top-ranked high school athletes going to the G League to get paid and then enter the draft the following year. Baseball, there's no real news because both sides – they're just offering lucrative, stupid deals back and forth, and there's not really a compromise right now. The players don't seem to be budging. The owners starting to give in a little bit, but Rob Manfred said today, on Wednesday, rather, that there is going to be an MLB season. Do I believe him? Not really. But the draft was Wednesday night. It was kind of interesting comparing it to the NFL and WNBA drafts. I guess you could say it was interesting, but I can't speak on behalf of casual baseball fans, so I guess we'll see in the coming days what people actually thought of tonight's draft. NASCAR. NASCAR is a sport. Racing is a sport, sort of. But they banned the Confederate flag at all events and properties. And the fact that it has taken this long to ban it at NASCAR, much less everywhere else, is unsettling. But it is a step in the right direction. 
Um, a lot of the, the B-roll footage you see from NASCAR, the vans outside the racetrack do have the Confederate flag. So it's going to be interesting to see how they enforce it going forward, but definitely a step in the right direction. And the protests are definitely working. And I think this is a turning point in our nation's history where a lot of people are taking racial injustice seriously now and definitely starting to reform some of that. Uh, U.S. Soccer. The U.S. Soccer Board of Directors repealed the ruling that required players to stand for the national anthem. Good job, U.S. Soccer. That is amazing. Now to the NFL. Um, besides the fact that there are talks of two weeks of preseason games being played leading into this upcoming year, I'm still waiting to see what some owners, specifically Jerry Jones, have to say about racial injustice in our country. The Cowboys released a statement video, but Jerry Jones hasn't come out publicly and said anything. And I'm really interested to see what he has to say because in 2017, Jones said, anyone who disrespects the flag won't be allowed to play for the Cowboys. We cannot in any way give the implication that we tolerate disrespecting the flag. So first off right there, he doesn't understand why the players are kneeling in the first place. He's trying to change the narrative. They're not disrespecting the flag. They're not. And credit to Brandon George of Dallas Morning News for this interview and getting these quotes because Jones continued on and said, we know there is a serious debate in this country about those issues, but there is no question in my mind that the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys are going to stand up for the flag. I have an issue with this because there is not a debate. There are not two sides to this. It's the right answer versus the wrong answer. And Jerry Jones needs to come out and talk about the right answer because his word carries a lot of weight with a specific group of people and it could go a long way. So I finished up with about 18 seconds or so to spare. I'm pretty impressed with myself for the first time, but I just want to thank everybody for tuning into this episode of The Earth is Ball. It's going to do it for me. We'll see you next week and stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of surprises coming in the near future. But until then... Just remember that the earth is in fact a ball.